We've got our sleepers, breakouts, and busts here with the Dynasty Mafia podcast. Welcome in, everybody. My name is Antonio Denisi. With me, as always, Eric Denisi and Keenan Jimajic. We're also going to let you know which one of us are really high on DeAndre Swift and uh, who may not be so high. Uh, what to do with Joe Mixon, what to do with Michael Pittman Jr., and you know who are some FOMO players that we just need to have on our team so we're not missing what's going to happen this season. What's going on tonight, fellas? Happy Thursday. We got two weeks until football. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We got college football on right now, too, which is nice. Nice. Yeah, Keenan's diving in over there. Nice to have uh, fans in, uh, in the stands. Um, but I got a question for Antonio. Uh, Antonio, how does it feel to be the Bishop Sycamore of fantasy football? I think oh, that's probably wow. an honor I'm going to be. <laughs> big words right there. The night before our draft, big words. Uh, two two nights. Uh, is that a good thing? I'm going to take that as a good thing. I'm going to I'm going to say I, I uh, I'm happy to be the Bishop Sycamore. I actually had a draft this evening with Travis Sipes, and uh, I actually named my team Bishop Sycamore. There he is. <laughs> I knew he was listening. I know him like the back of my hand. <laughs> Welcome. Yeah, uh, that's the uh, that's that fake school, right? That was on ESPN. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I remember. I've seen a lot about that, but I never. That really story, I can't. I can't get enough of it. I'm like glued. I'm like Twitter. My Twitter search is all about Bishop Sycamore. I'm just looking for to see who these players are and how old they are. Just some of the stories that are coming out are are insane. They the the one story they all lived in. They all lived in one house. They all slept on the floor. They would go to Walmart and steal food because they didn't have any money. It was, it was, it's so bizarre. It, I, I can't wait till uh, ESPN uh, Thirty for Thirty comes out. <laughs> it's gonna be like the the longest yard version of of Bishop Sycamore. That's literally what it is. Just <laughs> <laughs> get Mark, Mark Wahlberg can play the quarterback. Yeah. There you go. We'll get something good in there. <laughs> no, I did, I got to read up on that, but no, I'm, I will take that honor. I will. Be gladly uh, bestowed that. I was just kidding. Was just it's kidding. okay, man. I'm gonna whoop you this year. I'm not finishing last. We got our draft tomorrow night, like you said. Uh, what oh, draft? Yeah, it's like uh, Manti Teo. There we what go. Draft we tomorrow night? Tail. What draft tomorrow? What draft tomorrow night? You the oh, one with you you and Wayne are in. Oh no, oh, uh, Wayne, Wayne is running that one. He's general yeah, manager Wayne. I'm telling you, um, I'm I'm telling you, really? we you can't. There can't be too many chefs in the kitchen. That's why I let I let him take the take the um lead on this one this year so when we finish one and one and 12 i'll take over next year and go five and nine or whatever <laughs> you know co-managing teams is fun you're like you're like co-parenting but you're divorced it's it, it's tough Separated. it yeah. but it's it's tough with wayne i love wayne to death but man sometimes he he goes he plays fancy football with his heart and uh <laughs> like I said, I love Wayne, but we disagree a lot. So uh, I told him, like you, you got you got the you got the lead on this one, buddy. So, sometimes I don't mind those decisions too much. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. All right, man. Let's get into a little bit of some news and notes. There's not uh, not too much going on, like we said. We got two weeks out to football. Uh, I kind of like this little in between week off that we got without uh without that fourth preseason game. I don't know about you guys, but. Uh, I'm kind of kind of a little excited for this this little law before we really dive into it for a few weeks. Um, so with that being said, let's talk about, like I said, some news and notes. We have Irv Smith, unfortunately, who I decided to draft on Monday coming out 
uh, was a torn meniscus, so he's going to be out. Uh, what happened? What happened with that? They said it was going to be five weeks, and then all of a sudden it's out for the year. Yeah, you know he. I I I said that they said it was a knee injury, but apparently it uh, it had gotten worse than what they originally anticipated. So unfortunately, he's going to be out. They did just trade for Chris Herndon over from the New York Jets. That's your boy. Uh, you know, I was really big into Chris Herndon. Yeah. I was when uh, a couple of years ago when Darnold first came out. I really like the connection. He's a big guy. But uh, I think with that being said, though, he might be a nice little sleeper just to keep your eye on because they, they throw the ball a lot in the red zone of the tight end. Uh, that was where Irv Smith made his money. So it's not something that I could, I guess, uh, unsee that Chris Herndon could have six or seven touchdowns. Very likely for me. What do you guys think about Chris Herndon? I don't care. It's fair. <laughs> yeah. You know, what? Well, someone's got to catch the ball, though. You got to remember, like, someone's got to get that. It's, it's Justin Jefferson, it's Adam Thielen, it's Delvin Cook, and then someone else has to get it. I know they don't throw the ball a lot, but their tight ends are getting over 100 targets for the last couple of years. It is Kirk Cousins. He likes his tight yeah. end. So someone to monitor. Um, someone to monitor. Mac Jones. Cam Newton was cut by New England Patriots. Uh, a little bit of some old news now. Uh, he's looking for a new home. But Mac Jones is going to be the starter. For New England before week one. That's why I traded Tool. I knew that. Honestly, I'm not surprised. Mac Jones. Honestly. Oh, that was bad. It's a good That's thing for uh good thing for our Bills. Is it though? It, it, I don't know. That I mean, offense I, know. That I, offense, mean, I, I get he was playing backups most of the time, but that offense it ran a lot smoother to me than Cam Newton did. Obviously, it was a lot more fast paced. Preseason play. Oh, look I said, I'm not surprised. I saw I mean we all said before he's one of the more pro-ready quarterbacks coming out of this class, so it's not surprising in this offense that he's taken over, especially with Cam Newton's arm being what it is. It's you know he he can't do much what he used to be able to do, and um, Max the new face of that franchise, so why not let him come in and take over if he's already doing better than Cam is? Um, but I, I, you know I'm just saying for this year it's definitely good for our Bills, but I mean you know I. I don't see him as a long-term threat anyways for a division. I, I think he's good. He could think, do a lot of great things under Belichick, but yeah, we'll I, see. I think, I think we're seeing a ceiling. He's good because he's, he's um, the best rookie pro ready rookie right now. Um, but I think we're seeing a ceiling. You're not, he's not gonna, he's not gonna lead the Patriots to any dynasty that, that Brady nowhere near it. Um, what about in fantasy? Did, where's his ceiling in fantasy? Where would you put him right now? Derek Carr? No, just for the season. Derek Carr or uh, Mac Jones? Derek, Derek Carr. Derek Carr. Uh, it's Kirk not even Cousins. close. Not even close. Uh, what'd you say? Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins. I'd, oh, I'd, I'd take Cousins. Easily take Cousins. I'd, I'd flip a coin. I don't know. I, 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 I would take Kirk Cousins over Derek Carr. I just don't know what this offense is going to be. There's too many moving parts to it you know they don't have one starter on their offense from two years ago two years ago the only two people that are the only two players that are left on that team from from uh two years ago i think that was a super bowl winning team with with brady um is the running back damian harris and Nikhil harry <sighs> well and Nikhil harry won't be there for long i don't know well you're you speaking of damian harris i'm excited for him though you know they're too. They are putting their faith in him. They're putting their faith in Jacoby Myers. Uh, he was a uh, preseason darling, you know, 2020. 
But uh, I'm excited to see what Jacoby Myers can do. He had over 14 yards of catch. Um, he's going to be a big target. They've obviously got Johnny Smith and um, Hunter Henry's injured for a bit, but Johnny Smith's going to be able to do a lot of good things over the middle of the field. I don't know. They surrounded Mac Jones with some pieces, that's for sure. Um, so let's talk uh, a little bit as we slide along because we've got some players come back from practice. Brandon Ayuk, uh, unfortunately, is not, but Gold, uh, Kenny Galladay, who we're going to talk about a little later, he came back from practice with his hamstring. Uh, Cowboys had CD Lamb come back from the COVID injury list. Um, Giovanni Bernard is dealing with an injury, though. So, Brandon Ayuk, guys, his hamstring. I want to talk about him quick because I'm a big fan of Brandon Ayuk this season, but hamstrings do linger, especially with players big on yards after catch. Um, are you worried about him for, I guess, producing in the first couple weeks of the season? I mean, you should be. Any 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 injury can linger. That that lingers, you should be concerned. So yeah, I am. And um, that quarterback situation is kind of. We don't know who the quarterback is. I I don't know what Lance is going to bring to the table if he's a starter. Um, I'm kind of hoping that Jimmy G is a starter there for fancy wise for those wide receivers until uh, Lance develops a little bit more, I guess. But um, there's some questions there with the injury and the quarterback situation. He's currently a six-round pick, Eric, the 23rd wide receiver off the board, right in between Deontay Johnson and Chase Claypool. Uh, so would you rather have Ayuk or Deontay Johnson? I'd take Ayuk. If he's healthy, I mean, I, obviously he's not going to be 100% the first couple of games probably, but, I mean, just showing the you know what he showed in his rookie season, and outside of that they still they only have George Kittle. Um I, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely taking him. I think he could easily finish as even a high-end wide receiver, too, if he's actually healthy for the majority of the season. But, I mean, obviously, like you said, hamstrings do linger, so it worries me. But I'm willing to take that risk just because in Pittsburgh, they still have the three wide receivers, and, you know, we really don't know what's going to happen there either. Yeah, uh, I'm excited to see that, you know, from week 7 to 16, you know, like you said, when he's healthy, he did play seven games and he averaged over 18 points per game in that stretch. Um, all right. Um, Saquon Barkley has a strong chance to play week one. How much does that worry you about a first round pick? Sorry to interrupt you there, Keenan, but how much does that worry about a first round pick that, you know, they have a strong chance to play week one? They're already coming back from an injury. Is he out of the first round for you? Is it second round Saquon? Not draft them at all. If if there's any any uh, question marks for him that he might not play in the first week, second week, or he might or he might re-injure that knee, I'm not I'm not drafting him. It's I know kind of you, a good point because he's been injured for a year already, almost. Like, so what is going to happen over the next week and a half? That like like if they're really concerned about his week one status, then that makes me feel like they're concerned about possibly concerned about week two, week three, and who knows, maybe week four. Yeah, and he's currently going as the tenth overall player, the running back nine off the board, but he's right in front of Najee Harris, right after Jonathan Taylor. For me, if I'm in the back half of the first round, I'm taking that chance. If I can get Jonathan Taylor and Saquon Barkley, man, that would be amazing. You have two players that can both potentially finishes the overall one. Uh, but that's, I do think Barkley still has that, uh, that ability to finish as the overall RB one. I understand there is some injury history that he's had lately, but 
I mean, he's still amazing. He gets a lot of carries. He gets a lot of catches. Uh, I have faith that the Giants are going to use him as they should use him. I know that they're building around Daniel Jones, but Saquon Barkley is a piece uh, of that building block for Daniel Jones. So I, I, I agree. It's just like, yeah. but do you see what I'm it's saying? Like, oh, he's been injured. Thing. He's been injured for this long. So like, right. if you don't know he's going to be ready for sure within the next week and a half, that really, really does worry me that he, could potentially miss multiple games. So I and they may I, just I, not be saying it. I think they've been sitting him. Yeah, I think they personally I think they've been sitting him. Um so that's that's why I think it's just been to get him some rest. But um I understand you want to mitigate that risk in the first round if you could have again like I just said if you could have a Jonathan Taylor and a Tyreek Hill over getting Saquon Barkley, I understand that all day. Trust me I do. Um but I, I am finding myself getting him at least so far in one draft. He's- He's outside of my top, he's outside of my uh, top ten in running backs right now. Yeah, he's my but he my, is absolutely like one of the one of the very few players currently in the league that can pull an AP. Like I fully like yeah, so it, it could one hundred percent happen. It's just for me, it's if he does potentially miss multiple games. It's it's the that, risk. That's what it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So this was the time for. Uh, for IR does some IR designations, um, some notable players that did go on. Michael Thomas, he'll be missing the first five weeks. They do have a buy in week six, um, and as well as Rashad Bateman, who unfortunately went down, as well as Miles Boykin. So rookie Rashad Bateman with Baltimore, I was really hoping he was going to be able to come back at least in the first couple weeks, um, but I unfortunately it's going to be at least the first five weeks uh, coming back in week six or come back. Uh, into week seven sorry um so Rashad Bateman I know we're gonna talk about Marquise Brown later guys but uh Rashad Bateman is in dynasty are you worried at all for year one are you moving him no you don't move him in dynasty I mean what if you're you sh- I mean you should move him because he's on the Ravens but um, <laughs> um but no you don't panic if you're in dynasty wise but um I definitely, yeah, 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 definitely hold on because you never want to trade somebody right when they get injured. Yeah. Never. Well, the value is low, yeah. Well, like Cam Akers, for example. I know, Eric, you know, you and Keenan just trade with Cam Akers. Someone that, you know, you just recently had acquired, obviously, in the last year with drafting and ever, but he's out for the year. If you're a competing team, uh, do you think he's an asset or a piece that you might? I guess it depends. So I guess maybe because I do remembering Rashad Bay, he was going in like what, like the sixth round of startups. He was going. He's going up pretty up there. So, I mean, yeah, but like with, but if someone like him who can actually come back within, you know, the beginning of the season potentially. Upset uh, alert! Ohio State is down. Second quarter. Oh, almost halftime. Ohio State's down fourteen ten. Sorry, Eric. You didn't deserve that. (laughs) All right, go ahead continue wow but uh he's somebody that can potentially come back after like maybe three four games um and is he's still so young i mean I, yeah but <laughs> he's, he's all excited about it um i bet i bet on ohio state yeah and i'm champ for minnesota <laughs> that's <laughs> yeah, we i thought. i think that's uh that's fair well, that's fair with Rashad. um ty hilton I mean, went on ir yes sir you got some important. Yeah. Well, we were talking about that injury for um, what were we talking about? Not Bateman. Who was a oh Saquon? That Dak injury that's lingering around his shoulder. I'm not drafting him either because I you can't take that risk on Dak either. 
if you can't take well, a risk on Barkley, I mean, I guess you're getting Dak later on, and it's not it's not that much of a risk if you're getting him in the eighth round compared to a first round. But if he's still if that shoulder's still lingering and he's still in not throwing, then I'm not I'm not I'm not drafting him either. Well, currently he's he's going as our uh, quarterback six, and he's going right about round five. But I guess if you're worried about that lingering, you have to be worried about Amari and CD Lamb, would you not? No. Oh, actually, yes. Cooper Rush is a quarterback. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I am. I am. I'm very concerned about that whole offense. If that's if that's the case, then. Um, well, but, yeah. I mean, now because you got CD now, who's up to uh, wide receiver twelve, and you got Cooper wide receiver fifteen. So, you know, you're spending a top top three picks uh, on two wide receivers, both of whom would be tied to that quarterback that's been injured multiple times in the last ten months. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I'm already upset that CD's jumped uh, Amari Cooper. I'm sorry, Amari's down to 17. So I'm already upset that uh, CD's up to 12 and Amari's at 17. I just I'm not seeing that leap so far this year. Um, but I just wanted to hear your your quick thoughts. I guess after you mentioned the Dak injury. Yeah, I I do agree. Now that I'm thinking about it, I don't even know who the hell Cooper Rush is. Um, but they did they did just sign um, Will Gear Will. Greer from Carolina. I was kind of surprised they didn't go after Cam Newton, kind of same style quarterback. Um, without Cam Newton's arm is kind of shot though. Um, so, but yeah, I now they now now you got me a little speechless. Now I'm thinking of all the stocks that I have. Well, it's, um, <laughs> it's just it's just worrisome because they had mentioned a couple times, you know, McCarthy and Dallas um, that they're going to be taking him slow. They're going to be easing him in. And it was just, you know, it scared me originally when he first popped the shoulder, came back after two weeks, and then re-aggravated it. And that's when, like, okay, we're just going to keep bringing him back, bringing him back slow. So, uh, I mean, I know they're going to start in week one. So I'm just hoping that there's been enough time to make that happen and that it doesn't get re-aggravated. So that's that's the only thing that's worrying me that CeeDee Lamb is creeping up to wide receiver 12 because, you know, historically, to be a wide receiver one, you've needed at least 250 points PPR the last five years. Uh, 2018, I believe it was, it was like that down year with wide receivers where it was like 225, but you know, to get 250, he's going to need like 80 catches, 1300 yards and seven touchdowns. Yeah. I mean, saying that out loud, I think we can see that, but I don't know. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Uh, they do have Tampa Bay. So I do. So I'm reading, I just wanted to mention an article that, that was, I was looking over. Um, and it was just, uh, I don't know who exactly, but it was, it was a quote. He was talking about the injury that Dak had, um, and he said as soon as he saw it, I want to find out who. Oh, it was it was NFL uh, CBS analyst Phil Sims. There we go. He said he wasn't surprised when when Dak's injury because when he when you're trying to or having trouble planning your foot to throw, you're making adjustments with your throw, um, and he's saying that's what caused the injury. So. That could potentially maybe even cause more problems during the season. Maybe reading that, you know what I mean? Because so, I mean, he's going to be, you know, adjusting his throw the entire season if his if his foot's feeling like that. If he just wasn't ready, so maybe they just brought him back too quick. Yeah. Um, well, I don't know if you guys caught Hard Knocks. His first practice, the coach McCarthy was really concerned about how many reps he took in practice. So I had to catch I, up on hard knocks, and uh, 
I don't know. We'll move on after this. I don't know if they, like you said, Eric, that they threw him in there and said, go, you know, go get as many reps as you want. Now, I mean, if you're, if you're not playing football for a while, you're not in football shape. It's not just your knee or, or your arm is your whole body that needs to catch up to, to become in football shape. And you're, and you're, there's more chance of you being injured if you're just going out there and taking how many reps, 40 reps in, in practice. Um, so they were talking about lowering his rep count. What happened the next practice? He hurt, he hurt his shoulder. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how that goes. So temper those expectations. Um, so this episode, it's about the sleepers, breakouts, bust. Uh, we're going to talk about some FOMO players. Uh, so some guys that we're really afraid uh, we don't want to miss the train on. So we have been drafting them and a couple players that have been frequently showing up on our drafts or our mocked uh, rosters. So why don't we uh, get some of this started, Keenan? Sir, sure. Why don't you get me started with uh, one of your sleepers? We got uh, two each here. Yeah, I got the Marquise Callaway, um, New Orleans Saints uh, wide receiver. He's going in the tenth round. I mean, Michael Thomas. We just talked about it. He's out for five, five, five weeks. Um, he's looks like Callaway is going to be their uh, number one wide receiver. There had some flash just past preseason. Uh, made some really nice plays. So I mean, if you could grab him in, like I said, the tenth, eleventh round, I think you, I think you'll be. You might have yourself a nice sleeper there to put in the flex, especially with uh, the way Winston played in that um, last preseason, which was very, very intriguing to watch that offense move the ball. It kind of, it's kind of scary to say this, but that offense hasn't looked that way in like three years with Breeze, just because Breeze arm kind of, kind of died on him as as the years went on. Do you think? Uh, do you think that he's going to be a thing after Week Six when Michael Thomas is back? Yeah, I think same thing with. We just mentioned with Dak um, getting into football shape and and whatnot. I mean, MT has been out for what over a year now, and now he's got another injury. I think just because MT comes back in week six, week seven, doesn't mean that he's going to go in there and and get his you know ten, fifteen receptions targets. Um, I think if if Callaway produces in the first couple weeks, I think him and Winston develop a little bit of chemistry. That's there's no way you can take him off the field or or take his targets away. Eric, you've got a, another young wide receiver to talk about for one of your sleepers. Yeah. Uh, one of our hometown uh, boys here, uh, Gabe Davis. Mm-hmm. Um, he's going 185th overall. He's not even being drafted in some leagues. You know, he started eight games last year for the bills and he was on pace for like 1200 yards and like, uh, what was it like 12 touchdowns? I believe it was. Um, I, I just the connection he's building with Josh Allen, you saw it in the final preseason game, he had two touchdowns. Um, you know, he, he is a deep threat for the Bills, and he's going to get his, his touchdowns this season. I think he is a legitimate threat for double digit touchdowns, and he's being undrafted. I mean, you can literally pick him up in the 16th round, he can be your last wide receiver. I know Emmanuel Sanders is there. Stefan Diggs is obviously the alpha there. Um, they, you know, they got Beasley still, but I mean, he's young. He's extremely good. I think I really believe they want him to be, you know, part of the future of this offense. And he, like I said, he's building that chemistry with Josh Allen. Um, and I, I'm just, I'm just shocked that he's not even being drafted in some leagues. I was just going to say that I've seen him go undrafted, and 
that's when I put my my IR players on IR and I go s- scoop him up. Yeah. Well, let me let me let me ask you guys this because currently down in round fifteen, so yeah, virtually undraftable. So what about AJ Green or Gabe Davis? Davis. Davis. AJ Green might be the third third or fourth option there. I know everyone wants to think that AJ Green is is going to be the second option there, but he, he there's no, especially in an offense where where they're going to run the ball more than they're more than they're going to pass the ball. Um, got a, got a Davis believer there compared compared to the Bills. Yeah, compared to the Bills offense where they're throwing the ball forty plus times a game. Yeah, I was a big fan of AJ Green, or at least as a buy low. Still kind of am. Um, but yeah, Arizona's been spreading the ball a lot this preseason. And, and and on top of that, didn't they just draft like, a wide receiver too? So not only was yeah, is Davis more. gonna get not like I, if if all the wide receivers in Buffalo stay fully healthy for all all seventeen games, you know Davis isn't gonna get twelve hundred yards and twelve touchdowns, but he could he could get maybe seven to eight hundred yards and ten touchdowns or so. But if anything, you know, and that's obviously fantastic for somebody that's undrafted. Um, but if something happens to Emmanuel Sanders, if something has happens to Beasley, God forbid something happens to Diggs, he's gonna light it up. And yeah, I, I mean, and I that, fully with that. Oh, that touchdown pass was so sexy. He last weekend that was just a dart to uh which one the Allen to Davis Allen I, Davis for almost thirty yards. I don't think um, anyone in the world can make that throw. Not even Mahomes. Uh, it's but it they said bad. he he threw. It was, it was uh, 39 air yards in 1.4 seconds. It was something yeah. like that. It was crazy. Um, just to recap real quick, what you were saying, guys, because why that's why I think that's a good pick, and not just you know being a Buffalo Bill fan here, but truthfully is you just said, what if something happens to Sanders? What if something happens to Beasley? Well, Sanders is currently injured. He's 34 years old. Uh, you know, he came off that Achilles injury from two years ago. And then Beasley, well, what if something happens to Beasley? I mean, that's enough said. We've, we've, I think everybody understands what's going on with Beasley. So, I mean, there's a lot of opportunity for him to be the second target there. You are right. Uh, all right, man. I'm going to move over to uh, one of my sleepers, and it is Trey Sermon. I have been talking about him all offseason. I am very excited for him. Currently going as uh, running back 32. Uh, he's going 84th overall. Uh, so right about seven, round seven. I'm very excited for Trey Sermon. Um, I know Raheem Mostert's had a good preseason as well, but so is Trey Sermon. That's what happens when uh, you're in a Kyle Shanahan offense because I believe a lot in what the 49ers do. Uh, Sermon fits really well with their scheme. Um, he does well in shotgun. Even if Trey Lance can come in, I think it's going to be uh, even more of an improvement for him. But he's a hard runner, um, and I'm really excited for what he can do. They drafted him for a reason. Uh, Mostert's getting older in age. He's still quick as hell, but – it's more of a one-two punch. And uh, like I said, I'm, I'm taking Sermon in a lot of my drafts. So far, he's on three of my teams. Um, but got to love that 49ers team, baby. Let me ask you. Let me ask you. Let me ask you. Like I said, he's going 84th right now. Zach Moss right behind him. I mean, I think Zach Moss is unfortunately taking a big hit. So I don't know if Sermon's uh, there now. What about uh, Leonard Fournette or Trey Sermon? Uh, I I take the the chance on Sermon. We we know what Fournette's going to bring to that to that offense. Um, he's he's gonna he's gonna get his 10, 10 to fifteen carries, um, a touchdown, maybe maybe a couple targets. But I think where she, the difference in in uh, the two teams is 
you don't know what Lance is going to bring to that 49ers offense. And, and is he going to, is there going to be more pass? Is there going to be more chances for Sermon to get receptions where Fournette is more of a, just a downhill runner, even though Fournette's a very underrated pass, um, pass catcher out of the backfield. All right. One more Damon Harris or Trey Sermon. I take Harris. We can we can gone now. It, it Harris is Harris's value is skyrocketing, and they just moved oh. Sony. Yeah, yes, they did. And speaking of Sony Michelle, what a good segue we have there. Uh, I'm going to talk about my other sleeper, and that is Sony Michelle. I'm really excited for uh, what he's going to bring to the table. I was actually a Sony Michelle truther a couple of years ago. Uh, unfortunately, I took him uh, running or fourth overall when he had come out, and that didn't uh, come much too much fruition. But he's going as the RB41 right now, 126 overall, right about round 11. He had 5.7 yards per carry last year on a New England team that did run the ball a lot. But, man, he was hella efficient, uh, even better than Damian Harris. And he had uh, a four and a half yards per carry on over 200 attempts in 2019. So I think Sean McVay knows value, sees value, gets the players that he wants. He's willing to throw away those draft picks as he does and wanted to do it on Sony Michelle. Uh, we've seen Daryl Henderson be injured. We've seen Daryl Henderson do a lot of good things. But um, I think Sony Michelle is going to be able to come in and get that 8 to 10 touches a game and maybe slowly show that he's a little bit more talented than Daryl Henderson. Uh, and he might be wind up uh, wind up being a lead back by the end of the season and winning your leagues, helping you win your leagues. Speaking of that, you know what I think it might be a good strategy this year is in the end of your dress, if you do have that extra spot, um, if you miss out on Daryl Henderson in the beginning of the draft or you just didn't want him, grab Sony Michelle or uh, 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 Xavier Jones. Right? He's on IR. Oh, is he? Yeah, I got put on IR. Yeah, so grab, so grab Sony later just in case because what round Sony going in? Probably undrafted. Round 11. Yeah. So oh, he's going 11? I now? mean, yeah, he's going around 11. So, yeah. I mean, he's definitely I, but, got some, But got Henderson's value. going in like the, what, fourth or fifth? Correct. Uh, up there. So, I mean, if you if you don't want Henderson, grab him just in case because you never know. Yeah, that's that's what I've been looking at it now is is I'm kind of mitigating my risk and going with Michelle because I know those Michelle touches will be there, and I just feel like he's a little more talented than what Henderson can do. But, hey, I could be wrong. And there's um, very little risk in, in those rounds. So, yeah. Uh, Eric, why don't you tell us your second sleeper? This is a good yeah, one. That- I, this is a really good one. Yeah. I'm a, this is another one. I'm very shocked that he's going yeah. slow. But um, Russell Gage for the Atlanta Falcons, going. he's going 146 overall. Um, no you know, everyone knows Julio Jones is a Tennessee Titan now. Um, and I know Kyle Pitts came in too, but I actually think Kyle Pitts is going to help take some pressure off of Russell Gage. Um, on top of that, Calvin Ridley is poised to have you know the best season of his career. Um, and there's going to be plenty of targets to go around in this offense. Yeah. They're going to have to put up points to win games. Like their defense isn't anything special. So, um, you know, he may be the third option depending on what happens with Pitts. But, you know, he, he's going to get plenty of targets and especially going in the 12th, 13th round. I mean, scoop him up. Semi pro tip make sure you're looking at your rankings uh, in the proper scoring format you want to be looking at them in. I was had in standard the whole time. Um, <laughs> all right, Russell Gage or 
Cole Beasley. That's a good I one. Lo- I love Beasley, That's but I'm actually going to go one. Gage. I go well, you got to you gotta go Gage. Yeah. You just put him up yeah. as your sleeper. You got to go Gage. Yeah, um, I, I, I know the one thing I want to make with Atlanta, and we're talking about their targets, I know they just they signed um, Mike Davis this past year, and Mike Davis has been in, in the league for quite some time, um, and he's supposed to be their RB1. However, do you trust him to make that Atlanta run game any better? So I'm with you, Eric. I think there's plenty of targets to go around. I don't care if they have – even if they had Julio Jones, Russell Gage would be a good sleeper. Yeah, I mean, if you look at Matt Ryan's 11 seasons, uh, bad math, 13 seasons, his third his third targeted player had more than 90 targets. Yeah. Seven, 88 targets, seven of his 13 years, so – I mean, if you can get him 90-plus targets, he's looking at 60 catches. He's looking at probably, you know, 750, 800 yards, and he's probably going to get five or six touchdowns, if not even a little higher. Yeah. Yeah. Russell Gage is a good one. Uh, Keenan, your yeah, second. My, yeah. my Our last sleeper here, uh, Jacoby Myers for New England Patriots. Um, I know they just spent a lot of money on their two monster tight ends and Kent um, Bourne and Aguilar, the two wide receivers. But Jacoby Myers is still their wide receiver one. He had a great year last year, um, a good year last year, with Cam Newton as their quarterback. As as the offseason went on this past year, I kind of fell out of love with Jacoby Myers um, because every time Cam Newton scrambles, that's one less target that Jacoby Myers is possibly getting. Now that Cam Newton's gone and they have a true uh, pocket passer in Mac Jones and, he, and Jacoby Myers is their wide receiver one, I think he's still – now his value is going up a little bit more, and he's going to get a little bit more targets with Mac Jones under under helm. I'm excited for Jacoby. Yeah, I I, I picked him up in a couple dynasty leagues last year, and I I'm happy to have him as my fifth or sixth wide receiver on a, on a dynasty league dynasty team. Would you rather take Jacoby or Darnell Mooney? Oh, that's tough. I mean. I don't know what the hell Chicago is doing um, with that offense. Wait, wait till wait till game two. They looked rough. I mean, I mean, Fields looked rough too all all preseason. Um, it won't be it won't be long until that whole coaching staff is let go. Um, so I'm gonna go with Jacoby just just for now until I see more of that Chicago offense. Wow, I don't know. Man, what, do you, second, what do you second half what do you, of the first game? What are you talking about? Wait till week two. You were just giving Fields a hard time for not being able to read the field the other night. I don't think Fields is. I think he's going to get himself hurt because he is not seeing. He's not seeing his 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 uh his right side at all. Um, actually, he isn't seeing his blind side either. Just he's not seeing pressure coming from his sides. (laughs) Like that's the issue. Both ends are just. I've seen at least three three. In each game now, three separate occasions where he has almost gotten killed. We saw it happen in the Bills game. Yeah, lit Um, up. It's just, yeah, you just got to be a little wiser. Now he can get himself out of those situations. That's what's going to be really helpful with Chicago. But Andy Dalton's going to be facing the same exact kind of pressure. And that's why I'm telling you, week two, I think Fields will be in. He's going to, yes, Chicago's not probably going to do too hot this year, but they just got to let Fields ride, I think. I mean, just throw him in and just let let him go. I do love Mooney, though. I'm not going to lie. He he was he did really really well down the stretch. I mean, if we're if we're um, talking about dynasty, if we're talking about yeah. dynasty, I'll take Mooney. But if we're talking just this year, I'll take Myers. Fair, fair enough. Fair. That's fair for me. All right, 
Uh, make sure you're following us on Twitter at Antonio Denisi FF. Uh, you can find Eric at Biggie underscore FF and uh, Keenan at Keenan underscore 716. Make sure you're following the pod at Dynasty Mafia underscore FF. And make sure if you're checking us out on YouTube, you're hitting that bell to subscribe. Uh, get a notification every time we're on. You know, Cardell like, Jones, Travis. Travis. I thought it was a pretty valid question. Cardell Jones. I mean, Trevor Lawrence. He technically can. I no, no. <laughs> yeah, no. I. Uh, I'm not sure. Yeah, Troy I'm Smith good. was a big, was a big killer. Uh, Jamarcus. Yeah. I'm looking at the list. It's pretty bad. It's real bad. <laughs> they had Heisman winner in the '90s or something, didn't they? I mean, they, I'm sure they had a couple Heisman winners, but none of them are NFL. <laughs> so their last their last quarterbacks that were drafted in they had um, Troy Smith in 2007, Terrell Pryor in 2011, Cardo Jones in 2016, and oh man, had, so Terrell Pryor, there you go, and Dwayne Not even the quarterback, Dwayne Haskins. Those were the last four quarterbacks drafted in the last 20 years, and plus yeah. Fields. So far, so there's been a while since. He had like uh, I think Terrell Pryor had close to a thousand yards that one year, didn't he? Am I crazy? Was was it when he when he was uh, put on at the wide receiver position? <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably I'm crazy. All right, thanks for that little segue there, uh, Travis. That's going to lead us to Keenan. Yes, nope. sir. That's going to lead us to Eric. Eric's got the Ohio State alum for his breakout. Why don't you get us going on your breakouts, Eric? Uh, yeah, so my first one is Michael Pittman Jr. Um, coming into his second year with the Colts. Uh, maybe a year too soon on this one, but hopefully not. Um, but no, I, you know, with Carson Wentz coming in, um, you know Carson Wentz, Wentz had a nice connection with, with a nice big wide receiver in Philadelphia named Elshon Jeffrey. Um, and yeah, I I just, I think Pittman, he showed some flashes last year. He didn't get a ton of targets, but when he did get targets, he, like I say, he he did, he showed some flashes. He had that one game where he had, uh, like eight targets for seven catches and over a hundred yards. Um, he only had one touchdown, unfortunately, but you know, give this, give this kid some targets. Um, I think he's going to build up some chemistry with Carson Wentz. T.Y. Hilton's going to be out the door soon. Um, yeah, you know, with I just I think Carson Wentz is going to do a lot more for this passing game than Phillips Rivers was was able to do. You know, a lot of, I know a lot of people are are out on Carson Wentz, but I was always a believer of him. Um, you know, I, I really think it was injuries that that bring him down and not talent. Um, but I think they're going to be able to protect him this year. So, you know, I think it's going to be a good year there. Yeah, I mean, he he was on the field a lot, which was a good thing. They just he just didn't see that many targets. So I think now with T.Y. Hilton going on IR and uh, everything you just mentioned, I think there's a lot of opportunity for him. Uh, Corey Davis or Michael Pittman Jr.? Uh, I don't know. Davis is getting peppered with targets. Yeah. yeah. That's actually tough. Um, I, Dynasty, obviously, Pittman way uh, obviously out of the water there, but for a redraft, Corey Davis could actually have a decent year this year because I mean, obviously, you know, I love Zach Wilson, um, and that offense is gonna 
it's gonna be it's gonna be decent. It's gonna be better than people think. I'm telling you. Um, but I, I'd actually I'm probably go Corey Davis there. Talk yourself into yeah. it, huh? Yeah, I, th- I think I go Davis too. Um, DJ Chark or Pittman? I take Chark. I'd say Chark. I, I really like Chark. I mean, I Chark. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna tell you why Chark sucks. That's why. Oh, here we go. Thankfully, people are getting a little bit smarter because my boy, my uh, breakout Lavisca Chanel. He is uh, going to be – he's just started getting drafted ahead of DJ Chark. DJ Chark is 95th, LaVisca is 92nd, wide receiver 38 off the board. Yo, listen, right now, LaVisca Chenault is going to get 100 catches this year. 100 catches from Trevor Lawrence. I'm calling him right now. It's actually one of my bold predictions. That's why he's my breakout. He is great with yards after the catch. He is one of the best at breaking tackles of all wide receivers in the league, and it's only going to be his second year. And you know what? Trevor Lawrence loves him. And you know why Trevor Lawrence loves him? Because Trevor Lawrence's offensive line hates the hell out of him. He is getting so much pressure. He's being pressured on 38% of his dropbacks this preseason, the most of any quarterback. And that's why LaVisca Chanel is seeing uh, a lot of targets from it. And you know what? He's catching a lot of them because they're within five to seven yards, and he gets that yards after the catch. Uh, Chanel's going to be a good candidate, I think, for 1,100 yards and uh, hopefully eight touchdowns. So I know it's aggressive, but 100 catches, 1,100 yards, eight touchdowns for LaVisca Chanel. Calling it right now. Can you take that note, Eric, please? Round eight, you can get him in. I mean, he's getting up there, not around. He's getting up there. Um, But right about round eight is where you can grab him right now. Um, I like that. Chanel, too. My wide receiver four. um, 100 catches. I know. <laughs> All right. Hey, that's what I'm telling you. DJ Chark, he, he's he's probably gonna be we, more in like the we, 70 catch range. I you really know who their so. wide receiver one is, right? Yeah, it's gonna be Lavisca Chanel. No, it's not. It's gonna be Marvin Jones. That's what I'm. T- that's I'll bet you see. right now. I think the three pack. of them, the three of them will be within probably 20, 20, 20, 20 to 25 targets. But I think Chanel will lead it with about 140 targets. I really oh. think he's gonna get eight or nine a game. I'll bet we you bet a six pack. pack right now that Marvin Jones ends up with more more fancy points. While you do that, I'll write this down. You talk about your breakout. I'll take that bet. Which uh, my my first breakout is uh, Damian Harris. It looks like I'm loving a lot of New England Patriots players today, but um, and it it's pretty simple. Cam's gone, and um, they trade Sony Michelle. So who else did they have? Damian Harris, and they have Stevenson, the rookie. Um, so I think Damian Harris gets gets his opportunity. He actually last year before he got injured, he uh, had for, per carry he had five yards per carry, um, and he led the NFL. Um, so don't sleep on Damian Harris. I'm happy I didn't trade him this past year in Dynasty. Um, I'm, we're always concerned about that New England backfield because they run run four or five running backs out there every game, and we don't know which running back is going to get the bulk of the carries each game. But I think they're officially made Damian Harris their wide receiver one now that um, Cam is gone and that Sony Michelle was traded. And I don't think Stevenson really brings a threat in into um, – it's not a big threat for Harris. And then do they still have White there? Yeah, but he's injured. Yeah, he's injured, but he was also one of Brady's guys. Yeah. Um, so – and Brady's not there anymore, so – Rookie. And they've been rotating three backs for a while. And yeah. Still getting there, so yeah. 
rookie uh, rookie quarterback. They're going to run run the ball a little bit more. I'm going to go with Damian Harris as one of my breakout players this year. Do you want me to do my second, or did you want to go? It's about Damian. What's that? I said we've been talking a bit about Damian Harris. I like it. I like it. I, I got to see what his ADP is, but I think I think he's a steal. Yeah, we were just uh, – where did I have him? We were discussing him earlier. Eric, why don't you talk about uh, your ADP – I'm sorry. Uh, why don't you talk about your next breakout? Yeah, and I'm going over to the quarterback position here. Sam Darnold with the Panthers. Oh Talked God, about him been, a little bit before. <laughs> you've been on him all year. I'm telling you, man, this is it. This is his breakout year. Uh, he has the weapons. I like his coach there. I like the offense. Um, I just – he was such a high prospect coming out. Um, coming out of college and – Adam Gaze just ruined him. It, it was just awful. They put no weapons around him. They had no protection around him, just nothing. Um, he needed to get out of there. He finally did. Um, I think the Panthers have their quarterback of the future there. And, and yeah, he, he's, he's a gunslinger. Um, Robbie Anderson, he's going to have a fantastic year. Um, DJ Moore, too. So I, I love the whole offense. I mean, he – what what else can you ask for? He he's got he's got what he needs. Um, now we just gotta see what happens. Speaking of Robbie Anderson, he got he just got paid again. Yeah, yeah. Two years, twenty nine Yeah, yeah. good day. My man's made some money. Yeah, he has. Being quiet, that might like, that, that might hurt your breakout. One of your breakout players, Antonio. So my 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 breakout was DJ Moore. But I did decide. Uh, oh, I did, did you? Decide against that. Yeah, I, well, because you see, you know, I got somebody else. I got somebody else there. Oh, um, the sheet. The sheet doesn't say that. So I can agree with uh, Travis. Panthers making the playoffs. I, I it's there. I think you remember how you know our listeners. We were really high in the Rams last year. Um, I really feel like this year our, our all-in teams might be the Panthers. Um, so speaking of, it's not the Panthers, but Lions. So similar kind of animal. DeAndre Swift, that's my boy. That's my other breakout. Running back 17. People are getting worried. I'm worried. Dude, let him keep dropping. I will keep taking him all day. 34th overall, getting him right about round three. Um, I I love it. I don't know. I mean, he's got almost everything going in his favor except for the guy right behind center. (laughs) And that's going to be Jared Goff. It's it's. But that's going to be a bonus to me, you know. Jared Goff, he's going to get a little uh, scared. When he gets a little scared, he's going to drop the ball down a little bit. Um, the line isn't uh, the best compared to what the Rams were. You know, they had a really good line uh, for most of the time that he was there, at least. Um, but, you know, for me right now, he's going at running back 17, and that's just, like I said, it's an absolute steal. Uh, you know, he's going to end up in the top five, or he has the potential to be in the top five. He's going to get 50-plus catches. He's going to get close to 300 touches. He's got a head coach that loves to run. He's got an offensive coordinator that loves to run. Uh, and he could be second in the team in targets behind Hawkinson. So, you know, behind his tight end, he's probably looking to be the second best. Last season, he had in, in his last nine games when they really started giving him the ball, he had 14-plus touches in six of those nine games. He had double-digit points in 11 of those 14, and he had eight touchdowns. DeAndre Swift had double-digit touchdowns on the crappy ass lions last year they were just nothing but uh just a crap show like that's that's exactly what the lions were 
Obviously, Stafford got out for a reason, but I think DeAndre Swift is going to be a big benefactor. I like Jamal Williams coming in to give him a change of pace, uh, but I don't think he's going to take a lot from him. So DeAndre Swift, RB17, give me a – Well, I got him as one of my busts. Yeah, I just let's hear it. has nothing to do with DeAndre Swift, though. It, it, he's a great player. It just that whole Lions team is, I don't know, a mess. Um, have you gotten any good vibes from Campbell or Lynn? I mean, they went out and got and picked up uh, uh, the running back from Green Bay. The yeah, Jamal Williams. Jamal Williams. You just mentioned him. I I know you you're saying that he he's not gonna be a threat but i think he is he took carries away from aaron jones in in, in games and aaron jones is more established than De- deandre swift and i think i mean even last year there was no one really behind deandre swift and he gave and they took away carries from him they, they just the, that or that organization has not it it's only been a year but they have not committed to deandre swift 100 percent they they have they don't need to commit a hundred percent. That's the thing. Okay, I, oh, give me eighty percent. Once they give me eighty percent, sixty. Anthony Lynn 60. with Austin Eckler. Anthony Lynn mm. ran that ball almost thirty times a game. They were the heaviest running team in the league, and they were a very fast paced team. They ran they ran the most plays in the league last year. I don't but, think they're going to be as fast. But don't forget, Jared Goff's used to running quick plays with Sean okay. Bay. Even but if they I run think, it 80 times, here's my other concern. No, with, you run with the ball this. 30 times, Swift okay, can get 17 I mean, 30 times. Okay, even if they run it 30 times, so is that pass passing uh, t- offense going to going to be good enough to open up holes in in the run game? Because if it's not good enough, they're going to have box, They're going to have they're going to have eight men in the box every time. They could stack the box. DeAndre Swift had some last year, and you know he still averaged over four well, yards a carry. He had four and a half saying, yards a carry, I'm and he saying. didn't play over sixty percent of the snaps a lot of the games. But I think, like I said, he's a candidate for three hundred touches. You give him the ball 200, 230, 240 times on the ground, that's over a thousand yards. And if he can get four or five hundred in the air with his fifty, fifty to sixty catches, I mean, you're talking about a guy that gets fifteen hundred total yards, and he's already going to get double digit touchdowns. That's not an RB seventeen, man. That's that's a top five RB. RB. We'll see. Uh, I'm excited. We'll see. Why don't you talk about your breakout? That I it's just Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Yeah, Clyde Ed- Edward Hilaire is going to break out this season. Um, remember last year Monday night, or Thursday night football? We, Eric, I think you said it. A star was born, and he had that great <laughs> game. I did say that. Well, guess what? He's about to be a star. Is going to be reborn this season. Um, don't don't sleep on this guy. He's in one of the best offenses. I know everyone says, oh, Mahomes doesn't throw it to running backs. Well, guess what? He's going to eventually have to um, because, I mean, that offense is is that good where they're going to, you know, throw the ball 40 sometimes. And Hilaire is going to have to get some of the little dump downs. Um, so I'm, I thought Hilaire put, had, a, had, a, had a good rookie season. Everyone says the hype kind of, you know, Last year, everyone was expecting a lot more out of him, but I thought it was a decent rookie rookie campaign for him, and I think he's just going to keep improving. And they just they did spend a first round pick on him, and they're going to make sure that that first round pick looks good. And they did not go sign Le'Veon Bell this past offseason or someone like him, like they did last year. Yeah, you know we've we've talked multiple times about Clyde um, on pace for over 300 touches uh, before they brought Le'Veon Bell in. That was probably just a big, uh, well, not probably. It was a, a Andy Reid. He, you know, he's not too crazy on rookies at times, and there was a veteran presence in there from Bell. So um, I agree with you on Ceh. 
who would you rather have between CEH and Joe Mixon? Well, Joe Mixon, Joe Mixon is my other uh, bust. Um, until I see that offensive line improve in, in uh, Cincinnati, I, I'm going to have to go with Hilaire. I think Mixon is a better overall running back, but I the Bengals offense the Bengals offensive line has been in is was rough last year. They did they made some improvements. I I'll just we'll just have to see if um if they made enough improvements to make that run game click. Eric C H or Najee? Najee. Najee Harris. Yeah. yeah, come on, that was a dumb question. I mean. I don't know. They're again both candidates for three hundred plus touches, both on fast, quick pace, high powered offenses. See the difference is get double digit the, touchdowns. The difference is Pittsburgh's gonna have to run the ball a little bit more if they want if they wanna keep Ben uh past week eleven. Um because once last year they were throwing the ball all over the place, uh week eleven came around and it looked like Big Ben um was ready to go to a nursing home. Um so doesn't think, doesn't Clyde also have like a high ankle sprain right now too? Better not. Yeah, they said – well, goes. no, he has an ankle sprain. I believe they said it was not a high ankle sprain. Oh, it's not a high ankle sprain. But it's an ankle sprain, so. It definitely, yeah, it's an ankle sprain nonetheless. Um, hopefully his ankle was not busted, just like our bust that we're going to continue to talk about. So we got our breakouts. We've got our sleepers. We're going to end it up with our bust. That was not the best segue this time. Sorry. All right, Eric, talk about one of your busts. Man, I'm looking at this list right now, actually. we got a lot of running backs here. Well, I talked about. I know Keenan already talked about. Well, Keenan did already talk about his two busts. Uh, Keenan, yeah. why don't you just remind us who they are? Uh, Joe Mixon, running back, Cincinnati Bengals. DeAndre <laughs> Swift, running back, Detroit Lions. <laughs> thanks, thanks. And mine, uh, my first one is David Montgomery, um, running back. I know, yeah, running back, Chicago Bears. <laughs> um, obviously, we all know what he did in the end of the season, but. I, I don't know. Andy Dalton leading the charge. I mean, he's going to see a lot of stack boxes, I think. I mean, this offense is going to be bad. I mean, unless they, unless they switch to Justin Fields and he gets a spark in there and, and does something, um, I just – I don't know. I, I just don't know if he's going to have enough to work with to keep up with those numbers that he was finishing out the season with last year. Um and that's honestly, it's really, I mean, I don't think he's necessarily a bad running back. He's, you know, he's got some talent. He isn't the best, but he's not the worst. I just, it's more of being on a bad offense and, you know, he's going to have plenty of opportunity, but I, yeah, I don't know. I'm just staying away from him this year. Yeah, that's, uh, you know, I'm a David Montgomery truther this season. I, I understand again that Chicago is kind of just a dumpster fire, um, but I, I'm excited for. I think they're going to lean on him. I think they're going to have to lean on him because um, we're going to see because they got young wide receivers um, and they have young quarterback. So we'll see. RB15 though, I it's about right. So I think it's about right for me. Right before Chris Carson. Right before James Robinson. Not before DeAndre Swift. I don't like that. But yeah, James Robinson then. James Robinson or Dave Montgomery. What would you two say? Uh, Honestly, I'd probably go. That one's tough. I go I Robinson just because of the year he had last year, and now ETN is hurt, done for the year. Yeah, with ETN down, I mean, you know, Robinson's already showed he can be a top five back. I just, you know, and I do like that offense just a little bit better. 
I mean, they didn't really show much in the preseason, but I do like Trevor Lawrence and, and those wide receivers better than Andy Dalton. So um, I'll go All Robinson. Right. That's fair. Uh, I'm going to move over to one of my busts, and it's Josh Jacobs. I want to like Josh Jacobs so much. I hate that I keep moving him down every single week. Uh, but it's just tough to keep defending him. I mean, he gets the touchdowns last season. Uh, didn't really get much the year before, but he doesn't get the yards. He only had over 90 rushing yards twice last season um, in the 15 games. It's really worrisome. Uh, the Raiders, I don't know what's going to happen with the Raiders. They've got Brian Edwards and Henry Ruggs. They just dropped John Brown. Uh, so they don't really have a lot of threats to kind of help out Josh Jacobs. They brought in Kenyon Drake. They paid him some good backup money. Um, so I think they're going to want to run the ball. I just, unfortunately, I don't think it's going to go too well for Josh Jacobs. He's always struggled with yards per carry. Um, so uh, he doesn't catch the ball very much either. So it just kind of worries me when he's going ahead of someone like uh, Miles Sanders and ahead of, uh, here we go, Miles Sanders, Miles Gaskin, uh, Mike Davis. Honestly, I'd rather have Josh Jacobs, or I'd rather have the three of them over Josh Jacobs. Um, he should be down. I mean, I'd rather have Javante Williams over Josh Jacobs. That's how how much I'm getting into myself that I really am not excited for what the Raiders are going to bring to the table this year. I feel bad saying that. I, Speaking of Javante Williams, I can go into my next bus. <laughs> might as well. Oh, Keno, what were you about to say? Was it about- I, no, no, it was nothing. I was gonna, I was gonna say something about uh, uh, about Jacobs, but I do three games over ninety yards last year. Sorry, not two. My apologies. But well, that's the thing. It was just he he scored and. He had, oh, geez, sorry, I'm doing quick math here. Uh, he had 12 touchdowns on the ground, but the problem was that it was in seven games. So, like, he brought you the – and I remember it was a struggle when I had him in fantasy last season because he's someone that consistently had all the touches, and the touches were great, but it, the, the production wasn't there. And that's, yeah. just, that's something I don't see changing. Um, uh, Eric, you were switching yours, uh, second bust? Yeah, um, so Javante Williams' counterpart – Melvin Gordon, uh, he's not necessarily being drafted high at all, but I just really wanted to talk about him because he's only going around and a half behind Javonta Williams. Um, and just in my own personal drafts, I, I saw him go um, in one draft. I saw him go ahead of Javonta Williams by a round. So I just – I don't think – you know, I know – the reports are saying that he's going to start out the season, but I just, I think Javante Williams, what he showed in the preseason, um, you know, I think talent's going to take over. They had actually held him out. I don't know why they did this, but they held Javante out of the final preseason game, but they had Melvin Gordon play. And the coach said he wanted, he wanted Melvin Gordon to start it off. And they wanted the other young guys to play because they, they liked what they saw out of Javante um, and wanted him to sit. So that just- makes me feel very good going into the season um, knowing that they want to keep him healthy and they like what they're seeing for Javonta. Yeah. Melvin Gordon's uh, I, I, I don't want to say his days are numbered just yet because um, Javante was struggling too. He had some, he had some, some issues, but um, they, they like to use both backs. Um, they even got some Rice Freeman action in there, which was un- unfortunate. So that's my only – I mean, I know I just said I want Javante Williams uh, over uh, Josh Jacobs, and I do. I just think they're going to continue to have Royce Freeman or someone be a part of that. Yeah, but the good thing is they didn't hold Javante out because of injury. They just right. simply said 
they wanted the other guys to play and they they liked what they saw out of him. So that that makes me feel very good heading into week one. Yeah, I agree there. Um, someone that I don't feel good about though, my other boss, it's Austin Eckler. Uh going as RB10, currently uh 12th player overall. You know, he worries me. They lost Anthony Lynn, as we mentioned. He went over to Detroit. Um, they do have Herbert, who just had like the best rookie quarterback season ever. So you got to see some regression, especially when Austin Eckler did a lot of it in the passing game. Um, you know, when he came back from his injury, he didn't have he didn't have over um Sorry, when he came back from his injury, he had a lot of touches. He had over 25 touches in like five of his last seven games. But the problem was they were clicking. They were firing on all cylinders. They were running a fast-paced offense. They didn't know how to defend Herbert. He was doing some crazy things, and I just think everything relies on Herbert and the regression that's going to come with it. Um, I didn't see – I think Justin Jackson's probably going to be the RB2 that's going to win it over, so he'll be taking away some carries. And they were battling injuries between Josh Kelly and uh, Justin Jackson last year. So I know that Austin Eckler gets a hell of a lot of catches. Just for me, when he's going right around the players like Jonathan Taylor, Nick Chubb, Najee Harris, um, I, I don't want to rely on my running back getting more catches than carries. And I really? just have a feeling. Really? Yeah, I, not, not, not with, I don't like that he's going to get maybe seven catches and five carries because I think eventually that might I feel lessen like, the workload for him. I don't know. I'm not I, a fan I don't know. I think you're wrong. Right I think you're gonna be wrong on this one, buddy. I think Keenan Allen. I think that you know Mike Williams is going to become more of a factor. I don't know. I'm, I'm a little bit worried about Austin Eckler being a first round pick. Uh, well, I guess would you rather have him or Najee Harris? I'd probably take Eckler. So do you think Eckler's going to get 300? I mean, he, he might be a candidate for 1,000 yards on the, uh, receiving. I, I get that. I think Eckler has a chance to be RB1. They, they could lean on him. I just uh, – I don't know if they will. Like, what if they what if they wind up only running the ball, uh, you know, 20 to 25 times a game, and he's still splitting that 50 60%. I don't know. I feel like if he's only getting 15 or 16 touches I mean, a game. I mean, I shared not, I shared the stats with Seth, stat with you earlier. Um, where is it? Where Austin Eckler finishes RB4 in 2019 with 171 fewer carries and 983 fewer rushing yards and seven fewer touchdowns than Derrick Henry, who was RB5. Yeah, it's just his, his, his catches are worth almost two points. If you think about it, they, they are definitely worth a lot. He had, I mean, in the six games that he came back, he oh. had 37 catches. So, I mean, yeah, if that's going to put you on pace for, you know, nearly 90 plus catches for your running back. That is a good thing. I just hope that the double digit rushes can continue because, you know, in retrospect, in three out of those six games, he had 10 or less touches. Hey, he's given given away a free Jersey every week. If you start him in your lineup, (laughs) there's what you got to draft him, start him in your lineup, make sure you win and then post that you started him. Yeah. It's uh, a a good dude. I'm glad, I'm glad that he likes fantasy though. Yeah. I think, um, I think I think I think I have to stop hating him, but I just yeah. over Najee Harris, over Antonio Gibson, like over Joe Mixon. I I don't know if I can do that. You, you know how uh, NBA players are involved in NBA Top Shot. Yeah, I wish NFL players were involved in fantasy football a little bit more. They're getting there. Yeah, some of them are getting there. I was watching um, Michael Conley Jr. was on uh, Fantasy Football Show. Mm-hmm. From uh from the NBA, he was doing some talking, so that was actually kind of cool to see. Uh, he's pretty interested. All right, um, okay. 
I think they hit us with our bus, guys, right? Yep. Just hit over an hour on the time. That was kind of quick. Um, there is two more I want to run through real quick. And uh, I know we've talked about some of these players already, but let's talk about our FOMO player. So literally the fear missing out, man. I mean, there's always a player that year where, you know, maybe the hype's really high uh, or you just fall in love with someone. You're like, I'm grabbing my guy at this point. I, I don't want to not have him. Antonio, we that? don't we don't have five hours to for you to talk about your guy. Just, I'm just, just I'm just, just so you know. That. So what, let let the listeners know who your guy is. It's Kyle Pitts. Yeah, that's all I have to say. That's it. That's all you got for us today. You don't want me to go anywhere. <laughs> no, that's uh. You know, you talked about Matt Ryan earlier. You talked about Russell Gage earlier. I think Kyle Pitts is going to be the second, uh, the second highest target on the team. I think you want another bull prediction. Oh, here we go. He's gonna he's gonna have the most receiving yards by a tight end in the Super Bowl era. So he just needs to be 864. For You're, you, we might as well put this guy in the Hall of Fame already with all your predictions. He's gonna be there. Just get him that gold jacket. Him <laughs> give him the gold jacket. Throw a yeah. cape on him. Just give him is that the most? Armpits. Is that the most for a rookie tight end? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's gonna break the rule. Well, Dick because is like 1200 something, but that was pre Super Bowl. Uh, but I'm I'm telling you. Guys, Kyle Pitts, he's gonna kill it. He's gonna be a wide receiver too. He's gonna he's gonna be everything. I can't miss out on that. Yeah, well, I can't miss out on Antonio Gibson. I I know I just said Akers has a chance to be RB one, but I really think Antonio Gibson has a chance to be RB one too. Eckler. Uh, Eckler. What would I say? Akers. Akers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's got a chance. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, um seriously though, on Gibson. Last year, he was on the field for only 44% of uh, the team snaps. Uh, J.D. McKissick took a lot of those um, receptions away from him. And I think that 44% of snaps increases a lot. Um, with Fitz under center, they're going to throw the ball a little bit more. And I know everyone is worried about Antonio Gibson's um, receptions because uh, McKissick is still there. But Antonio uh, Gibson was a very good uh, pass catcher in Memphis. Um, he... I don't know the stats off, off the top of my head, but look him up. Um, he was very He's very underrated when it comes to that, and I think he has a good chance to be an RB1 this year. So I can't miss him. I use my. I, I had to keep him well, yesterday. They said they're going to use him like CMC, so that'll, that'll yeah. get you. Well, hopefully that offense is good because my guy is Terry McLaurin on the same team. Terry. Um, talk to each other. Yeah, uh, no, I know. I think this offense is going to be great. Um, I mean, just look at what Terry did last year. He got over 130 targets. Um, yeah, he only had the four touchdowns, but I think that's going to come up as well. Um, and I, I legitimately, I mean, Fitzmagic, he's going to come in and he's going to he's going to sling it around. You know, this isn't a an Alex Smith run team or a Tyler Henneke. Um, You know, he he can sling the ball. So I legitimately think. Terry McLaurin is going to get 150 to 160 targets. Um, and like I said, the, the touchdowns are going to increase. So you're looking at, you know, close to a hundred catches, maybe 1300 yards and seven to eight touchdowns. Um, you know, I, I think he's going to have a fantastic year. Um, and I, I'm finding I'm, I'm, I'm picking him up everywhere again. I like it. We, we know what he's going to do with Fitz. Fitz makes all the all his wide receiver ones look look like superstars. That's Devontae Parker that. Yeah, I mean, 
if if he can play the full season and uh, I I you know we talked about Terry McLaurin a couple months ago. I was talking about it was a big breakout breakout for me, and then I started going backwards on myself. Yeah, you're right. Everything's on fits. It is. Um, I love McLaurin so damn much. I want him to be a top five wide receiver. I think he has a great shot to do it. Um, yeah, those are some good FOMO players, guys. Ooh. Kyle Pitts, Antonio Gibson, Terry McLaurin. Um, all right about the same time too, around three to five. Um, all right. So with that being said, you know, you're, you, you're really afraid to miss out on a player. Who is somebody you're afraid to be wrong about? Awesome. So I'm gonna, oh, all right. Keenan, I'm gonna let Keenan start it off. I got him in so many dynasty leagues. I got, I'm targeting him in so many drafts. I am so scared that he's going to bust this year. That's why, that's why I'm, I'm scared that he's going to be wrong. Cause I have, so much stock in him right now. And if he lets me down and he doesn't send me a jersey, I'm going to be very sad. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's a good one. I'll take that. you, Eric? Yeah, I'll take your, uh, mine's Mark Andrews. Um, kind of a mix of having so many shares of him on top of, I'm just a fan of him in general. Um, and I, I was buying into him before. He became a thing, you know. I, I was I, I drafted him in a rookie draft and in the second round, and people were looking at me like I had five heads. I was um, looking at Yeah. And that was the year that was the year he broke out. And you know, obviously last year it didn't look so good, but you know, I'm just hoping that was just with the whole team in general. Um and I'm hoping things turn around um and he's great again. So but but yeah, definitely definitely don't want things to turn south on him. Now I'm interested on Antonio's here. Uh, so I'm I'm afraid to be wrong about Kenny Galladay, and this is because I absolutely love Kenny Galladay when he first came out. He was a big breakout guy of mine a couple years ago, and I got him in a lot of leagues, and I was excited. And then unfortunately, injuries plagued Stafford, injuries plagued Galladay. And now he's somewhere else. They gave him the money. They paid up. The ball. They paid I, up, man. Like I'm just so afraid to draft him right now, which is, and I don't know why, and it makes me so angry because, like, he's going wide receiver 29. The I quarterback. Dude, he legit could be that. the I biggest steal in the draft. You can't say that exactly because you can't he say that. But with that's... David, blah, and you remember when Stafford got injured? Like, dude, he yeah. literally the first catch that blah threw to him was a freaking touchdown for like 60 yards. Who's who was the quarterback? David, Blah. I had no idea who the hell that is. Exactly, <laughs> but the time so, out, time out. But yeah. not, nothing against Galladay. Yeah, he's gonna. I think he he puts numbers up, no matter who the quarterback is, even if it's David Blah or David Denisi or or Anthony Denisi. Um, I still think I think he puts up numbers. It just you're still the quarterback who's throwing the ball. You're still kind of afraid to draft them because of that situation. But if you're, but if you want to be afraid to draft him, I mean, where he's going right now, Keenan. I mean, he, that, what Eric just said, I totally agree. He could be the biggest deal in the draft. Yeah, like that's what that's my fear is he gets thirteen hundred yards and ten touchdowns, you know, on eighty catches, and I'm like, man, could have had him. I could have him in the sixth round. Seventh round. Yeah. yeah. Like, so, look at what but, everybody thought Darius Slayton was going to be, and I think that's what the Giants want Kenny Galladay to be, and I think that's what he will be. Yeah, he's bigger. Like he's after faster. after the first game last season, Darius Slayton, everybody was – even the Dynasty nerds, after the first game, Rich Dotson of the Dynasty nerds was saying he thinks Darius Slayton could be a Dynasty wide receiver one. 
Um, obviously, it didn't come to fruition, but I mean, that very well could be almost it. almost did after that one game. Remember? Yeah. You know, I'm getting <laughs> mad at myself that I I'm looking at I gotta I gotta double check where my uh, where he got drafted in some of those other leagues that I had done a few drafts in now because now that I'm looking at this, I'm like, I, I mean, I'm grabbing Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase and Juju right around where Kenny's going. So, like, at that point, I'm grabbing him and Michael Thomas. So, like, those are players I've been finding myself drafting over Kenny Galladay. But see, like, at that point, like, I love, I absolutely love Juju, but I'm taking Kenny Galladay over him because I think he has a much higher ceiling for this year. You know, we say that, but like, Juju, Juju had an apparently horrible season last year and he had over 90 catches and nine touchdowns. Yeah, he finished as wide receiver 18. Yeah, like a horrible season, people say. I, I'm, no, I'm with you. Try, remember, Juju was my, yeah, my uh, buy. So yeah, all right, yeah. So Kenny Galladay, Mark Andrews, Austin Eckler, players we are afraid to be wrong about. That wraps up the whole episode. That was a quick hour and twelve minutes, but you know, kind of a long hour and twelve minutes, I guess, at the same time. Want to talk about mine, Eric Stray, real quick? Yeah, thanks for reminding me. Let's get a little mafia market. Yeah, and into Eric, the segment here. Eric, uh, you and I haven't made a trade in a while. Keenan and Eric making a making a move. Yeah, yeah you know, I, we're, I, we're I kinda, local, uh, we were at the local watering hole down the street the other day, and uh, oh, I forgot about that. Something got mentioned in in the conversation as we're eating the, a nice buffalo chicken sandwich. It was really nice. It was. I'm telling you, best in Western New York. But um, come on, wrap it up. Who is it? It. Yeah, I don't even know what got mentioned, and I, I told no. You guys, I'm talking about the restaurant, man. You can't oh, just hopes, say best. Hopes, you know, hopes, someone's hopes, coming hopes, to Western New York. Hopes, I'm telling you, <laughs> best Buffalo chicken sandwich for thirteen dollars. You can't beat it. And it and, massive. And and pro tip: ask for ask for two buns because you're gonna need two buns. It's two sandwiches. Oh, yeah. Cut that in um, half, baby. Yeah, yeah. All right. So something got mentioned in our conversation. I went home, totally forgot that we even talked about it. The next morning, I wake up, I see a trade trade request from Eric. It was he was sending Tower Lockett and uh, K Makers for Mike Evans. I thought about it for five minutes, accepted it. Um, I thought that was a pretty even trade for us. I'm I'm taking a risk on Acres. He's getting a better player overall in in Mike Evans. Um, I, and Lockett is you know he's not he's not he's not. He's not a bad player. He's not. I don't think he's at the level as Mike Evans is, but um, he's right. He's a little below him in my rankings. So I was like, "Hey, I'll take a shot. Take the take a shot and see if this younger running back develops after his injury." Yeah, and for me, it's you know my team is is it's win now team. You know, I got Devonta Adams, Keenan Allen, Derrick Henry. You know, Josh Allen, Mark Andrews, like I was just talking about. Um, a few other really good players. Um, you. You could you could have moved the pieces to get Mike Evans pretty much. Yeah. So you yeah, it looks like he overpaid, but you're in a win now mode. So yeah, I'm in a win yeah, now I, mode. I, too, I so. overpaid. Um, a little bit. Yeah, my man, he bought me a drink and and asked me to send him a trade. He knows what he's <laughs> why doing. Is there, why is everyone think I do that? <laughs> he knows what he's doing over here. No, but no, I'm aware of that. I mean, obviously. I Mike Evans is one of my favorite wide receivers in the league too. So for me, I don't, I don't care. I, I, I do what I got to do to get him on any of my teams pretty much. So. I, I had you, I had you. And I said, Mike Evans was available. 
Yeah, that, that, was, that um, was it. That was it. I love, I love me some Mike Evans. Um, and, and, and like I said, for this year, I think he's going to be much better than Tyler Lockett. I know people like Lockett, but outside of four or five games last year, Lockett literally did like almost nothing. Like I don't, yeah. you know, I mean, I know, I know Mike Evans had had a dud here or there, but I, I think that chemistry had to build up with with Tom Brady in that offense. And it's a risk you know. on both ends, I think, because if if Tom Brady retires after this year, who's the quarterback there in, in Tampa? Because, you know, you know, Brady's going to at least end up in that NFC championship game. So they're going to get Kyle a late, Trask, round, man. Yeah, late round pick. Yeah, okay, come on. Um, but you're in trouble if he's your starter. Let's just say that with Mike Evans. But, I mean, and, and like you said, the risk for me is Tower Lockett, numbers went down when once DK started, you know, being DK. And – and I have a injured running back who might never be the same. So, yeah, that's another. I mean, running backs after the Achilles injury, and it, it it really killed me. I have I have a plenty of Cam Akers shares, and I was talking to him. He was my guy. Cam Akers was my guy for this. Like I, I loved him. I just it, so it your, killed me trading him. But the Achilles injuries for a running back, I just yeah. You know, let's just yeah, say let talk? let's just say if he wasn't injured, Eric sent except sent in a trade. Oh no 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 no. no. <laughs> Oh, I, I guess we right. could wrap, uh, yeah, we could wrap the show up. Uh, Antonio, any any thoughts? Hmm, I was too busy. Sorry, no, um, no. There was uh, yeah, there was some good thoughts. I I talked to uh, to you guys beforehand too. I agree. I think on the surface, um, it looks like it there might be needed a little pick added on the Mike Evans side, but when you dig down deep, it kind of makes sense because that risk with Acres possibly not being there, Brady possibly not being there next year. Um, I could see it. So, all right, boys, sleepers, breakouts, and bust. We got rid of it. We're getting ready for the uh, 2021 season, two weeks away. No, two weeks away. Next Uh, week. One, nine, sorry, one week away. Not even. (laughs) I said said two weeks earlier. It's less than two weeks. I meant to say less than single digits, and, and, you know, it's still got me going. You guys kill me. It's literally. We got our draft. I got like four drafts. Oh, it's a week away. What are you talking about? Today's Thursday. That's what I said. Yeah. All right. Well, we got, how many drafts you got this weekend? Six. Well, well, Monday or from tomorrow to Tuesday. Six. Yeah. What what time's our draft five. tomorrow? Seven. All right. I'll have Let's to talk. I'll have to talk All to right. Jim Bloom. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, make Mafia. sure you guys are following. Yeah, Mafia oh, almost too out. soon. <laughs> you, you messed up, man. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at Dynasty Mafia underscore FF. Uh, you can follow Eric at Biggie underscore FF. You can follow Keenan at Keenan underscore 716. You can follow myself at Antonio Denisi FF. You can find us on YouTube at Dynasty, oh, youtube.com slash Dynasty Mafia. And uh, you can check us on our website, DynastyMafiaPodcast.network. That's all we got for you. Eric? Mafia out. <laughs>